Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. Super excited for you guys to listen in today. Today I have Tina Lopez who's joining us. She is a business coach for life coaches and she's just going to share some knowledge, some tips on finding out why and who are you serving. Um, I think it's really important to ask yourself those questions and the main reason why I believe it's important is because it is what's going to give you the push during you know times like now which it's difficult it's uncertain and knowing why and who you're serving just gives you that extra something to continue even when you're feeling the doubts and the insecurities and the fears creeping in so I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode Um, again don't forget to subscribe if you haven't yet so you don't miss any episodes you'll get a notification when new episodes are out and if you are listening on apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a review and rate the episode or rate the podcast i should say and make sure that you share on social or share with your friends and family anyone that you think uh would enjoy listening to today's episode or to any of the episodes all right you guys have a wonderful day and again enjoy episode 29 of the perfectly imperfect podcast Welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. This is your host, Leslie Regalado, and I am super excited to have Tina Lopez, um, who is someone that is dedicating her life to really just serving life coaches, um, helping them grow their businesses. So I'm very excited to have you, Tina, on here and for you to share some of your knowledge, some of your tips with us. So if you wouldn't mind jumping on and saying hello and just introducing yourself really quickly. Hello, hello. So welcome, obviously, to Leslie's podcast. So as you know, through that lovely introduction, my name is Tina. And I'm actually just a business coach out here that helps life coaches really just land four-figure clients without being salesy, pushy, and overwhelmed because entrepreneurship is a wonderful thing. And I want to bring the opportunity to as many women and as many people as possible. So yeah. Awesome, (laughs) awesome. So um, I was asking you when we were uh, chatting a little earlier, just to kind of share some tips, um, some advice, because if there's anyone on here who is either a life coach or would like to be a life coach, um, what are some of the things that you help like your clients with? Like what tips, what information um, do you offer them that you think might be helpful for anyone that's listening? Yeah. So I think as in a way, like we can, almost all be some type of we've all given advice and we've all done some type of coaching ourselves and in regards to like tips or advice I think the greatest thing about coaching especially whether you want to be a life coach or just a coach in general is that you can really just serve at a higher level to as many people as possible with whatever niche you're in and in regards to tips I think it really comes down to like who is it that you want to serve? Like as the whole ideal client avatar goes with that, like who is it that you really want to serve? But more importantly, like what is your mission with serving them? What is the transformation that you want to provide? So in regards to like starting out, I think the biggest thing that is not only just like in addition to your like your ideal client avatar, as we all know, is to really like identify your why, right? Mm -hmm. Because like with entrepreneurship, it's a wonderful world. It's a beautiful thing. But like, I think there's almost like a surface level, as we know, like, oh, entrepreneurship has all these bells and whistles, all these things. 
But entrepreneurship, I'm not going to lie with you, it can be really tough sometimes. And that's why it's really important to, at these moments when they're very tough, to really just, like, identify your why. Like, why are you serving this? Is it just because you want to have the money or is it because you have a higher mission? And if you have a higher mission, then what is that mission and how can you serve people at the highest level? So go always, 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 always go back to your why. And more importantly, like, why do you want to show up in times when people need you the most at the end of the day? Absolutely. I I agree with you. I think it's so, so important to identify the reason why we do the, the thing that we do for work, because when things get tough, if you don't have like a real powerful reason of why you're going to get back up after you fall, because we're going to fall, like you said, it is very difficult. It is, I've, I don't think entrepreneurship is for everyone. You have to have like mm-hmm. this different um, fight in you. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. there's some people that are like, yeah, you know, it sounds awesome. I would love to work from home. I would love to travel. I would love to take my business with me, et cetera, et cetera. You know, control my own time, control who I work with. But then, you know, there's times that are very challenging. And if you don't have that strong reason of why you are doing what you're doing, why you're serving her, you're, who you're serving, then it's very easy for you to just retract and just kind of maybe like get discouraged much, much easier than if you know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. And I actually was talking about this with someone um, who's also like in like the, her own entrepreneurship journey. And I was just telling her, I was like, you know, the reason why, in my opinion, I think 80% of businesses fail is because they choose to give up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you if you make that conscious choice to never go, give up, then there is no other option but to succeed. So I really think it's really important for people to just, like I said, key into their why and to never give up. Because if you never give up, like I said, there's no other option but to succeed in whatever you're doing. Absolutely. I've heard it a little differently where it says you can't fail unless you give up. And it's, I mean, mm. the same exact thing. It's just, you know, said a little backwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Tina, quick question. How did you um, start doing business coaching for life coaches? Like how did, I guess, how did your journey start with this? Um I always wonder how people get into coaching because I think it's such an interesting, such an amazing career or mission or whatever people you know, want to call it calling um, to be able to serve people in that way, to listen to people and be willing to really hear them out, be a sounding board for them, and then just kind of help them like themselves figure out what the answer is to their questions. I don't think we ever, as coaches, we don't really you know, give advice and give them all the info. It's more of helping them figure out what's already inside of them. So for you, how did you come, you know, into this field? Yeah, so I actually have always been an entrepreneur ever since I was nine. Oh my gosh, (laughs) tell us more about that. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, entrepreneurship is a very wild ride and it's kind of like I'll it's a long story, but I can shorten it down. But basically, um, from the moment I was nine, I first started selling friendship bracelets, like, you know, summer camps, we would make bracelets, things like that. I sold them at my school. And then I have always been creative, so I transitioned into actually henna. I'm not sure if you know what henna yeah. is. I um, saw some of, it's some like of your ten- work on one of the social medias. Very pretty. Yes. Very, very nice. <laughs> yes. And so I actually, I did that. I did, I had a henna business for seven years, actually. Oh, wow. And 
from there, I realized like over time, like people kept asking me, like, how do you run a business? Things like that. And I really just started helping henna artists with business coaching. Um, and then like, I think I, it came to a point where I really just realized I'm like, do I really want to do this um, <laughs> for the rest of my life? And there's nothing wrong for henna artists at all. But I think it was just like that midlife crisis where you're just like, well, what is it that you really love and what do you want to do? And from there, I actually decided, I was like, you know, what, I'm going to put my henna, my henna tools down and I really want to venture out. And it was very scary. I'm not going to lie. Like things panned out. They, there were good moments and there were very bad moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was during that time where like everybody was asking me like, are you sure you just want to be working with henna artists? And for a while, like, I was just very like, you know, never mind. Like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And like, forget it. Like, <laughs> I think we all kind of have that. And when things like when things happened the way they did, I just really like came to a point. I was like, you know what? Like, let me kind of key into what everybody's like, like asking or like telling me, asking me these questions. And I realized I was like, you know what? Like I'm very passionate about business, very passionate about entrepreneurship. And I'm not really necessarily passionate about um, henna anymore. And I think that's what happens. Passions come and go, but really just like, what is the main foundation to that passion? And for me, it was like just really helping people. And so in regards to how I work specifically with life coaches was because I have a strong, like, I 100% agree, like, with what life coaching is. And if you don't know what life coaching is, it's basically in the title, like, you help it with life, um, help your client with life in a broad sense. But oftentimes what happens is as I was talking to people, um, because I think as a coach, like, in the beginning, I was trying to figure out what to niche down. And I realized I was like, ah. I don't really want to work with like fitness coaches or other specific types of coaches. I really like talking to life coaches um, because I've known that I've had help from a life coach myself and I 100% swear by what they do. It's phenomenal work. And then I started to realize that like when I had a couple of friends that were in the field, they would ask me questions as well. Like, well, how is it that you do this? How do you run a coaching business and things like that? And I've had it before with my previous business, but I was just like, you know what? Like, let's go ahead and let's talk about it. Let's make this an opportunity. And so thankfully, like with proper experience in my previous industry, but also just like bring some strong concepts to the life coaching space. I think that's where I really just found my calling because we're, I just, you get to meet so many great people within just being a coach. Um, And it's really nice. I think the greatest thing is not necessarily just like, yeah, I work with life coaches, but more so just seeing the transformation of having someone like be able to like identify like, yeah, this is what I want. And just having like, I'm so blessed to see them like make that decision in themselves to know what they want and go for it. Because I think the biggest thing that kind of aids any success in entrepreneurship is just the execution and when I see them execute hitting their goals like whether that be um, monetary or any like like physical or like um intangible goals like just them being Mm -hmm. like happy and having that time freedom like you can't buy happiness Right, right but you can yeah like you can help someone get to that level and I just I I love life coaching or helping life coaches specifically because I see their mission. I see what they want to do. And they, in a way, help people with things that are intangible, like happiness, like passion. Like, I am just so passionate about just business coaching and really just helping people find their pathway to entrepreneurship through that. 
Um, I was reading earlier what you had written because um, I had asked you some questions and you had talked about like the difference, you know, between action versus inaction and some of the common objections mm-hmm. that you hear that just prevent people from moving forward in their business. Um, I would like to talk a little bit more about that because I'm a huge believer in working with people who are ready to take action, you know, get, providing the tools so they know what to do. Like there's people that, can have the tools, but they don't move forward for X, Y reason. But there's people that all they need mm-hmm. is someone to believe in them and someone to just kind of give them like a, like a GPS. That's all really they need. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit more yeah. about the action versus the inaction, some of the common objections that you hear. Yeah. So, I mean, I think when you're a coach or basically when you're any type of service provider, there's always like two common objections. And I'm sure I've said it, other people said it, but the first objection I always hear is money Mm -hmm. objections and time objections. And I'm going to be very transparent. Like my pillars for my business is transparency, integrity, and creativity. And obviously like I can't tell people what's in their bank accounts or things like that, but I can tell when a person really wants, really wants this, right? Like I'm, I can share a little bit of my story, but when I invested in my first business coach, I maxed out two credit cards and that was very Mm -hmm. scary. I'm like the fear of investing is a very real thing, but oftentimes what happens when people come to me with that fear, I ask them and I really just be honest with them. I'm like, what is it costing you today to choose to be inactive, to choose to stay stuck? Because oftentimes we always, we always want more for us. We like, I have 100% belief that we were meant to do more on this earth than work nine to five and waste 40 hours a week. Like some people love it, but for me, that's just not my case. And in regards like to those individuals, like I have seen people and I've done it myself who really just take a bet on themselves because at the end of the day, like when it comes to action versus inaction like it's it's great that you have that support that one wants to that 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 person believes in you but it's also great when you believe in yourself where you're just like you know what screw it like there is no other option but for me to succeed more importantly I'm going to take a bet on myself and it's it's scary especially I think for women in particular like because I know that there's been times where people have come to me and I talk to them about my business. I talk to them about entrepreneurship. And in the beginning, it was very scary to talk about it because I would be like, oh, people are not going to like what I I do or they're going to think I'm crazy for doing this. (laughs) But the thing is, like, we need to tune into our narrative. Like, if we are telling ourselves that people are going to think this, then what else do we expect, right? So similar, like, to that inaction versus action, if you tell yourself that you're going to succeed, then you are planning for it. You are planning to succeed because there is no other option. You are finding ways to make that happen. And one thing that I've learned is that we always come up with reasons why we shouldn't do something or why we're not worthy of something. But we never, if we took that same energy it takes to come up with those reasons, we could take that energy and even probably use less of that energy to find all the reasons why we should do it, all the reasons why we are worthy of doing it. And I think with just action, like, at the end of the day, it really comes down to you because you can have as much support as possible. But if you personally cannot, like, show up for yourself, then I'm sorry. I'm just going to be very blunt with you. It's very hard to show up just in business if you can't show up for yourself. And that's why I'm a strong believer on, like, like, that mindset 
to achieve and it's it's like a you kind of have to exercise your brain muscles <laughs> your mindset muscles and it takes time but honestly like it is scary to take the next step forward but I would not change a thing and I can tell you like my clients like when I talk to them they say you know what like I should have mm-hmm. done this sooner because there's so much change and so much progress you see within whatever time that you work with a coach oh, I love it so what um what are some of like the common obstacles that or I guess just a couple obstacles that you've had to deal with since starting you know, to work in this industry of coaching? Yeah, so some of the obstacles that I've had, I could probably make name one to three. Um, One of them is boundaries. (laughs) Boundaries are a really big obstacle that I've had to face personally um, because I think what happens is, the way my story goes is I actually quit my nine-to-five job. Um, I didn't (laughs) initially in the first couple of weeks. I didn't invest in a coach. I just thought like, yeah, let me do it on my own. But then I kind of realized, I was like, I need some help. So I made a decision for myself. But I think what happened in the beginning was like, you know, entrepreneurship, we go ahead, go all for it. But we forget to take care of ourselves. Um, I know that like last year, I would spend my time like working until 12 in the morning or five in the morning, just trying to figure out how (laughs) to create a website or try to figure out how to do something. And I just realized I mm-hmm. let, it led to burnout. It led me to not take care of myself. And boundaries is something that I've really struggled with. And I can honestly say that it's something that I want to, like, no longer have the struggle with. And something that I made a mission or kind of a theme for this year is to be really strict on my boundaries for my mental health. Because if you, like, when it comes to coaching, you have to make sure that you are yeah. okay first so that you can better yeah. serve your clients. So I think boundaries is something that I've always like, le- I'm learning to get over it. Thankfully I have like proper resources that are helping me get there. But I think it's just really about being disciplined about, for yourself and knowing that you did not quit your nine to five to be working 24 <laughs> hours on your business. You no, you're, <laughs> like you're for real. absolutely right. And it's hard because when you're passionate about something, you want to breathe it. You want to, you know, eat it. You want, I mean, you want to do everything with it. And <laughs> it's, it's hard to put down when it's something that you absolutely, you know, love and adore and, you know, you enjoy. It's not like, you know, when you punch in and out, you know, you leave it behind. Like when you punch out, like it's mm-hmm. done. Like you're not thinking about it. You're not worried about it. But when it's like your little baby, which is kind of like what, you know, entrepreneurship is, it's your baby. Mm-hmm. So you want to see it mature. Mm-hmm. You want to see it grow. And of course it takes time. And I think sometimes we're, we're, we're fooled into thinking that if we can, you know, if it, let's say it takes, you know, five years to develop something, if we can squeeze those five years into like one or two, like it's going <laughs> to happen. But like you said, really all that ends up happening is that mm-hmm. we're burnt out and we're not well mentally, mm-hmm. even sometimes physically. So then, yeah. and I love, I read something that you wrote somewhere. Um, I forgot where I read it, but where it's like you can't give your best if not you're at you know if you're not at your best so you have to take care of you in order to be able to serve others at the level that you're called to do mm-hmm. exactly 100 percent, and that's why I think 
I, I mean, it's not just me that has had this experience. Like, I have talked to many other coaches in this space where they told me, and I've even seen it with people that I've worked with, where they do work, like, beyond their office hours or they do be work beyond their set schedule. And then, like, at the end of the day, they wonder, like, why is it? Why are they burnt out? Well, the thing is, you're burnt out because you chose to do it. It's a choice to choose to stay sane and to be mentally well. But it's also a choice to not be disciplined and to kind of like screw yourself over and lead to that burnout. And so I think it's about making the conscious choice to choose the first option, to choose you so that you can serve at the highest level. Absolutely. Now, what are some of the things that you've learned from working on this yourself? Uh, Because I do, I think there's so many people that are entrepreneurs that are in business that are very high achievers. And part of being a high achiever Mm -hmm. is that you go, like you don't quit, you know, you just go, 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 go. And you don't quit until unfortunately your body almost forces you to quit and slow down. So what are some of the things that you've learned along the way that have helped you just slow down enough to not only work your business and grow your business and help and serve others, but really help and serve yourself first. Yes. So the first thing that I have learned, um, I think that we all need to learn is to A say power no. Letter word. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, there, there. And that's, that can be simple as like saying no to yourself, saying no to a client, saying no to your family, your friends, like just really like learning how to say no, because it's, I think as women, like I know that I've been like, I grew up and I was kind of like raised to like, oh, I can do it. Like I can put it in my schedule. Like, oh, like my schedule. If you looked at my calendar, you'd be like, Tina, <laughs> where the hell do you take a break? <laughs> okay, so allow me to interrupt just for a couple minutes. I am just here to personally invite you to, to head on over to Facebook groups and in the search bar type in We Lead Society. That's W-E space L-E-A-D space S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. It's a Facebook group that I recently created and is just a community of phenomenal women that are just ready to embrace all of their greatness, all of their power to just, you know, just live their best life. That's really my desire for you is that whatever tools, whatever advice, whatever I share from my own experiences, that somehow it blesses you to, you know, inspires you to go out there and really just give whatever the heck you want to give a try to give it a try because I believe that you will never know unless you try so for the woman who knows she was created for greatness and is ready to believe she's ready to trust and to take action right away you are the reason that we lead society was created we lead helps women like yourself discover the exciting possibilities that are available and waiting for you We understand that you are ready to believe in yourself more than ever before. We know that you are ready to hold on to your vision and trust the process because now you know that when you do the work, the results do come. We are here to just cheer you on and celebrate you as you let go of all the excuses and do whatever is necessary to move you closer and closer to your goals. We are ready and here to teach you unique daily habits and behaviors that can have life-changing impact in all areas of your life. We will offer you personalized action steps that will lead you to discovering how powerful you truly are. You will learn that you can 
cannot fail. You only learn, grow, and become better and and better every single day. So I pray and hope that you know you head on over right away. You click on join once you find the Facebook group, and I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting there for you. I'll be waiting there to share everything that I invest so much time, energy, and money to learn because I want. Whatever I've experienced, whatever wisdom and knowledge I've gained over the last 15 plus years of my self-growth journey, I hope that it takes you a fraction of the time to learn and develop and just, you know, become the best version of you a lot faster. I want you to be bigger and better and everything be faster for you because that's the whole idea that as we grow and we learn and we share that wisdom and that knowledge with others, that it could somehow help them out, help them get to their goal to, you know, from point A to point B a lot faster. So I'll be waiting for you. Head on over to We Lead Society and click join. (laughs) But like, I think, first of all, like it's saying no is the most powerful thing you can do. And it really like identifies where do you want to allocate your time? Because everybody has 24 hours in a day. Elon Musk has 24 hours a day. Steve Jobs has 24 hours a day. I have 24 hours a day. It's just really prioritizing at the end of the day where you want to be and how are you going to get there? So in regards to like saying no, I just really like I decide to myself, is it worth my time? Is it a money-producing activity? Can I get someone else to do it? Because if I can get someone else to do the tasks that I no longer want to do, then I'm going to go ahead and outsource it. Hire someone and hiring is not a bad thing because I think what happens as entrepreneurs is we feel like we can do everything. We can do everything on our own. But it takes a great level of strength to realize like, no, I can't. I can't do everything. Because I can't do everything, I'm going to go ahead and outsource that for someone else, for someone else to take over and let them be in their zone of genius. Um, In regards to like structurally, so like pro tips, what I would recommend doing is I am very clear, like whenever I take on with my clients, I'm like, hey, look, like these are my office hours, Monday through Friday, um, at these specific times, like you can feel free to reach out with me during those times. And I will be more than happy to support you. But when it comes out to the times, I will respond to you to the next day, or if it's on the weekend, I'll respond to you on Monday. And just making that very clear, because like, I, I know that I've been someone to occasionally accidentally overstep my coach's boundaries. And like, just being very upfront is very important so that mm-hmm. there is no confusion. And in regards to like how I set my schedule up, I have a very intentional with my time in the Mm -hmm. sense I block time. So um, I love Google Calendar. If you guys don't use Google Calendar, I'm telling you, it's game changer. You should really use it. So you're the third person Um, to say that. So I I really should start. Because, you know, I'm one of those, like, I want to have a Google (laughs) Calendar. I love crossing out. I love scratching out it. You know, I'm totally old school and I've been using like, you know, a, a <laughs> paper agenda, calendar, whatever you want to call it for years. So I, you're the third person that mm-hmm. tells me that. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> maybe I'll try it because I feel that it's just so like beautifully set up where you can see exactly like where everything is at and, you know, what you're really investing your valuable time into because that's the one mm-hmm. thing that you will never get back the mm-hmm. time that you invest into something. Exactly. And you can color code yeah, it, which is really nice, too. <laughs> I heard just literally two days ago when I was going through some training. <laughs> yeah, I one thing that I like do is with my Google Calendar is 
so I I live with my boyfriend and everything and you know we got to make time for chores so I really make sure to put it on my calendar like I'm going to do these things and also make time to show up for my family, for my relationships, for my friendships. And it's all about being intentional with blocking those times because I think what happens, just like whether you're a busy person or just in general, like we tend to be like, oh, I, we, we completely forgot that we scheduled this time. Well, the thing is, is with Google Calendar, they have great reminders, but also you can share it with someone. So I always share with my boyfriend or any of my friends or my family members, like, okay, I have this time available. Let's talk at this time. And I make sure to put on my calendar to show that I'm intentional with it. And another thing that I've done in regards to not being burnt out and stressed is I have clear times when I am working on my business but I also have very clear times when I'm not working on my business and I make sure to put that on my calendar because that that is just as important if not more important so I like put on my calendar okay 9 30 that's like my deadline I'm like okay 9 30 Tina you're putting the laptop away you are not working and I also another thing that I recommend for you to do is to not only schedule the um the off times but more importantly to just be off your phone mm-hmm. be off social media so I like I don't even have my phone in the bedroom anymore because I have a google home so I don't need it <laughs> but I just I put it outside of the room and I turn off my notifications I don't get any notifications because I think what happens in terms of getting burnt out and overwhelmed is we always feel like we need to respond We need to respond so quickly. Well, if you turn off your notifications, whether that be social media or general, then you will respond when you want to, not because you have to or not because you feel the need to. And so I do that like time blocking and I do the no cell phone. And then on Sundays, I do social media detox. So there's no phone, like literally just being present all day, not even being on technology, really. Um, And another thing that I would recommend for anyone to do is called Pomodoro's. I think they're called Pomodoros. They're either Pomodoros or Pomodos, but basically they're time sprints. And the way that works is just if you want to be more productive, do 25 minutes of disciplined work. Don't be on your phone. Don't do anything. Just do what you, your task is and actually time it. And then do a five-minute break. Again, try not to consume any social media or anything because you want to let your brain relax. And I highly recommend this to take the break even if you don't feel like you're tired because the break is meant to relax your brain, but it's also meant to um, Mm. prevent burnout because what happens with burnout is that we push, we push, we push until we can no longer push anymore. Well, the thing is, if you do time sprints and you're intentional with your time, then you're not pushing. You're taking breaks so that you're not pushing yourself to do something that is really like like pulling down mm, your that's awesome capacity. you know what i've heard that have you um ever heard of the book called the 5 a.m club no but there's the book oh, called I've the four that, hour I've work week which I've is a really great book too recently, <laughs> um, i've read it like three times the 5 a.m club and robin Sharma, who's the author he talks mm-hmm. about doing something similar except i think he calls it like the 60 10 rule I, if i'm not mistaken i don't have it in front of me but where mm-hmm. yeah where you work for a certain amount of time and mm-hmm. then you take a break he, you know he talks about journaling meditation just sitting there but yes getting away from any devices anything that's kind of like messing with your brain and allowing yourself to kind of just you know power back up because so often you know i don't know about you but when i'm working i'm like i'm going i'm going i'm going i'm going and like you said, you come to a point, you're like mm-hmm. exhausted, but it's because you've been working for three hours straight or two hours straight. And then 
sometimes I have found that mm -hmm. like maybe the first half I was really great and then I just kind of kept going because it felt so good but then the work wasn't as great for like that mm -hmm. second part of me working so taking that break yeah. and constantly um doing something I what I recently started was a dream jar and it was something that um a mentor mm. of mine virtual mentor of mine recommended And what she does is she puts like all her dreams, big and small inside, like just this jar that she decorated and she has it on her desk. So every time mm -hmm. that she takes that break, whether it's every 30 minutes, every 60 minutes, however it is, um, she takes time to visualize this dream coming true for like about 10 minutes. And oh, when wow. I started doing that, I kid you not, I was like, I looked forward to that little break just to have that opportunity to just think of my future, think of, and you know, she, you pull out whatever you pull out. So it's not like you're picking what you're going to really focus on or visualize, but you just pull out whatever comes out. And that's what you choose to focus on at that for those 10 minutes. And um, it's powerful because I don't. I think many of us have a ton of dreams and a ton, a ton of goals, but how often do we actually take time to visualize them happening, to visualize what it's going to smell like, what it's going to look like, what he or she is going to say, you know, you visualize like every single itty bitty detail about this dream becoming your reality and visualization is powerful. So if you're doing it consistently through your day, like, what's going to happen is your subconscious mind will start working on figuring out how to make this dream that you're visualizing your reality. And so I've been doing that for a little while and yeah. it's been really interesting more so than anything. I think it's just my desire and my excitement to do it. You know, it's like, I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I've been sharing with a couple of people that I'm like the dream jar, like try the dream jar. <laughs> so in case, you know, you don't have, You don't know what to do for those five, 10 minutes. I think that's a really great exercise. Yes, I actually have to do that. Um, I never thought about that. I, I visualize, but like I do it like on Sundays okay. when it's like my detox day. And I think on that point for visualization, making it so detailed, like when you visualize so detailed to the point, it yeah. almost feels like a memory, yep. if that makes sense. Like it just happened. Yes. So that's well, how you know it's you powerful. Heard, um, <laughs> like how Michael Phelps, I know he's not retired, but for years, he said that he would always take time. He would literally visualize. I mean, if you've, if you've heard this, where he would literally take time to visualize the whole entire race him swimming, what it, like every single stroke, every, every, everything, like every single detail, how he was going to, you know, when he touched the wall, when he turned everything. And they said, you know, everything happens twice. Once, like when you visualize once in your mind and once like in reality. And I think just knowing and preparing yourself for how it's going to happen. Because I even visualize obstacles. You know, I take time to visualize you know, what could happen, mm -hmm. because I think a lot of times we just visualize the end result, but we have to visualize the journey of getting there. I mean, I know when I do my visualization, I do it every morning and um, the way it works. And I talked about this on here before, but I um, meet up with my future self of five years from today. And we, you know, we talk about stuff and everything that's going mm -hmm. on in my life five years from, you know, from today. And then at the end of everything, I love this part of the visualization It talks about how, like, take a moment to realize that if this person, if this future self is sitting right here with you, sharing with you all in detail, everything that's going on in your life right now, like all your goals are accomplished, your dreams, you're living out your dreams, your family, your kids, etc. Like if she's here, it's because you did, you did it. Like you did everything you were supposed to do. 
And in that moment, you're realizing like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I didn't give up. Things were hard. You know, I talked to her about the obstacle. She tells me how, you know what, you overcame this obstacle. This is what you did when this happened. So I feel like when I come across those, which I haven't yet, because again, I'm getting, I'm just launching this new business. I feel like it's going to be so much more powerful knowing Mm -hmm. kind of what the different things that can happen and what I can do about it as opposed to being surprised. Yeah, there's that you remind me of something that I tell myself and my clients as well. Um, But I always ask them, like, what Mm. does your six figure you look like? Literally, like I ask them all this time. I'm like, what is she doing? And more importantly, if what you're worrying about now, does your six figure you worry Mm. about this when she's hit that point? And if she doesn't, then it's okay. Like whatever storm is happening right now, it will pass and you shouldn't worry about it. Like, don't worry about it because your six for you is not going to be worrying about it. So I 100% agree with you with what you're saying on the visualization and just like having you like have that like pep talk, but also that conversation with the future you because you are preparing to be Absolutely. Oh, I love how you, how you do that well. with, with, your, um, with your clients. I think it's so important to really understand what really matters and what really doesn't. So I think we can make a huge deal out of some of the smallest mm-hmm. things that tomorrow won't even matter. I mean, we're going through it right now with what's going on in the world where what we thought mattered last week suddenly mm-hmm. does not, <laughs> you know, which is wild. But yeah. okay, yeah. so to end, because I want to respect your time, uh, Tina, what just to kind of end this, the top three things that I always kind of end with this question, the three things that you wish you would have known when you first got started, what are those? Okay, the top three things. The first thing that I would say, hmm, that's actually a really good question. I wish I knew. I would say, Tina, everything will pan out the way you want it to. And I know you're hurting right now, and I know that you're really scared shitless. Um, (laughs) No, I like to be very honest with myself, and part of that requires a little swearing sometimes, but you know. I would say, like, like Tina, like, it's okay to be scary. It's, it's okay to be scared, but know that everything will plan out and pan out the way you want it to. Um, and the second thing that I would tell myself is make more time for your family. Make more time for your relationships because, I yeah, I get, Tina, that you really want to achieve certain things, but what's the point of achieving them if you don't have a posse behind you? to celebrate with you um that's what I would second thing I would tell myself and the third thing that I would tell myself is that (laughs) I kind of want to make this a really good one so I'm trying to (laughs) I'm trying to like think for a second I'm like hmm let's see I would say you should not worry about what society wants you to do And you should not worry about what other people think of you. Because, Tina, like, I get it. You people are saying, like, you should do this, you should do that. But at the end of the day, they are not in your position. And they don't get to have a say in what you want to do. If they're not there right beside you when you're having those shitty moments and when you're having your high moments, they don't get to say if they don't support you and or if they're not there so i think at the end of the day it comes down to you tina oh and great i, got, I gotta give you a round of applause for those three <laughs> yeah 
Those are good. Those are good. <laughs> Thank and you. And I think it can apply to everyone and anyone that is pursuing a goal, a dream, that just has that something inside that's just ready to just bust out of them because it's it's that big. It's that amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. So just talking to ourselves. And I think that's why it's so important, the visualization, every, the, you know, the life coach, because you need to hear these things. You need to be asked questions that are going to make you think a little differently. So mm-hmm. I appreciate your time, Tina. I appreciate the wisdom that you've shared, um, the tips that you've shared with us. And like I said, the time that you have been willing to share, because I know time is money. And I know that you have other things that you could be doing, but you chose to spend this time with me and with my audience. And I definitely do appreciate that. Absolutely. I love talking to as many people as possible. And I think just the wealth of knowledge it deserves to be shared. And I really just want to thank you for reaching out to me and for really just having me on your podcast and to spending your time with me. I really want to take value and appreciate you. And I'm sure I and your audience loves what you do. And uh, thank you. And going forward, so where you. can people find you if they're interested in connecting with you and working with you? Um, social, like where do you hang out? Yeah, so if you're on Instagram, you can find me at Tina Lopez Coaching. Um, and yeah, you can. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I hope you truly enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family. Make sure you rate the episode and the podcast and also make sure you leave a review. Thank you again so much for listening to Perfectly Imperfect.